and talk about the football aspect of it now. I mean, it, it may be off for now, whether it's in the continent or the world, but hey, it, it, it also hasn't stopped some shining light and some kind of beacon of hope from uh, filtering through the beautiful game. And you'll be, you'll be pleased, though, to know that the, the new centers around our very, very own... Oh, man. As a former head coach of the South African Under-20 Women's National Team, Basetzan... Start, let's start off with a very positive story today because she's been appointed as a CAF instructor. Currently the head coach of the Suffolk Girls Soccer Academy that is based at the High Performance Center in Pretoria. Uh, she's become only the second South African woman instructor of instructors after Fran Hilton Smith, the legendary Fran Hilton Smith. Now, as a CAF instructor... She's going to be required to conduct coaching courses in the whole of Kasafa. And let's find out, though, what all of this massive milestone actually means to her. The newly appointed CAF Women Instructor of Instructors, Cheryl Buertis. Congratulations and good evening. Uh, thank you, Robert, and uh, thank you very much for having me. I hope there's nothing that I left out, you know. I, I, I try to make this sound the way it is. It is... A well-deserved good news story, and we can only shower you with praise, Cheryl. Well done. It couldn't have gone to anyone more deserving. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I'm so humbled by the appointment. Um, it's taken so many years of uh, sacrifice and hard work. And, uh, and yes, sometimes we, you know, we, we, we just fight and continue and, 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 and love what we do, and we just never hope that, you know, that... You know, these things can actually happen to a person. So I'm really humbled and uh, really, really privileged to be in this position today. When do they tell you? Um, in the beginning of February this year. Yes. And for you, when you heard the news, you got the news, and was it something you were expecting? Was it something, I mean, I don't even know what the procedure is. Was it something that you had applied for, uh, sent in your application for? No, um, Rob, it's, it's something that is, um, I've attended uh, for many years, since 2005. I've been attending the CAF courses in Cameroon, mm. um, myself and Anna Manati. Um, we were very fortunate enough to attend these coaching uh, instructors courses in Cameroon. And um, they had a selection that were instructors of instructor schools in Cairo last November where I was invited to attend and uh, it was really, really a high-level instructor's course for the best, trying to, I think CAP was trying to find the best instructors in Africa where we will be um, doing instructor's courses in terms of football, specifically in Africa in itself. And I was fortunate enough to rub uh, shoulders with top coaches in, um, of Algeria, uh, Morocco, Tunisia, Zambia, Cameroon, Nigeria, it was, uh, and also Ghana. And it was unbelievable. And um, I only, we went through a tough um, assessment. We were evaluated. Um, it was a seven-day course in Cairo. And um, I got the news early February uh, this year that I've successfully completed the course. 
It sounds like it was very intense, uh, Cheryl, from what you describe it to be. Give us a sense of what would make it as intense. I mean, what sort of programs were being hammered down that you guys needed to go through, all the drills that you had to go through? Well, Robert, it it was more a – it was football-specific. We were were tested um, our tactical knowledge. Um, We were given tactical topics. Um, Let me make an example. Uh, One of the topics I thought was very interesting was after pressing high, uh, when will you drop back? Um, where, which pressing zones would you, um, would you find it more important than the other? What will you do um, after counterattack? Um, all the tactical topics that we had to do within a short number of days, as well as theoretical topics were given to us as well to present, um, just to see if we can be in a position to teach and educate uh, as well as coach um, the next generation of instructors. And I think the pressure was more on us, especially on the field of play, where we had to take all these topics and um, put it on the field of play. So it was not just a matter of sitting in the class and and, um, just receiving all the information. Most of the work was done by the participants. Sure. And, and did you find, though, that the game has kind of evolved? Do you find, though, that what you're being asked for is something of a so-called modern game show that we also going to be learning about when we start seeing the implementation thereof on the field? For sure. I think, Robert, the game, I say this every day, that the, 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 the game has improved so much. Um, the modern game is not just for men's football. The the modern game has evolved in such a way that it also touches women's football in a sense where we need to do much more as women, as female coaches, female instructors to understand the game. Topics were discussed, for example, um, inverted pullbacks, uh, counter-pressing, pressing high, sitting deep, switch of play. How do you deal with an attacking team? in an inferior superiority, um, which areas you will be doing in terms of numerical superiority, how you're going to attack. Will it be uh, central penetration? Will it be uh, numerical superiority on, on the wings? Uh, what do you do with a, uh, in terms of three fives, playing against a team with three fives, two formation? How would you build up from the back? So modern football has informed us all that We've got to look at football a bit differently in terms of playing faster. We become strong. We have to have stronger players. We've got to be more physical. We've got to be more explosive. We've got to be tactically more aware. We, we need the insight of the players to be at, at a very, very high level. So the modern game forces us to think in those terms. And on the other hand, You've got to remember what you really have. So in terms of South Africa, I would say that we've got a South African flair. We, we, we love the Shabobos. We love the Chamayas. So you've got to find a balance. How do I find and put these two together that I be able to play a modern kind of football in order to, to perform at the highest level? So the, the, the course was an, 
open mind for just not for myself, but I think for every other instructor that was um, that was present. You spoke at the top of the inverted fullback, and we've heard this term being used, maybe sometimes used very loosely, Cheryl. Sometimes people just talk about it, but then there's no deeper understanding of what the inverted fullback is because we just know the traditional fullback and the structure at the back. So if you had to use, for example, that, I mean, I know I'm just using this as a quick crash course in understanding the terminology and the usage of players positionally, how would you describe the role now of the so-called inverted fullback? Well, the, the inverted fullback, um, you first got to ask yourself when you use them and why would you want to use them. Normally, you would use them against opposition that likes to play a, a counter-attack football. Mm. So you would push your two fullbacks in front of your two centre-backs to create that block. And you would ask, you, you would want one of your defensive midfielders to become very deep in front, sort in front of you, that will allow your wing wingers to totally go in an offensive behavior. So which means your inverted fullback then will then overload the midfield, pushing forward also into attacking holes. So you've got your two center backs, you've got that and you've got your two inverted fullbacks playing right in front of your center backs with a center. So you're looking at five players. And you would, in terms of an offensive movement, you would, you would also allow your inverted fullbacks to have an attacking role, pushing more forward, allowing you your attacking midfielder to push more forward alongside your striker and your two wingers to push more forward. So if the team now sitting back and absorbing the pressure and they would want to counter, you either counter through the, through the center or you counter through the wing. So you have your, Two inverted fullbacks dealing with those counter-attack movements and cutting off the ball of supply. And once they win position again and you're looking forward for the forward pass, you will be putting the uh, defensive team under severe pressure there. That is amazing. Is, is there one club, just anywhere in the world, Cheryl, that frequently uses a system especially one that incorporates the inverted fullback? Well, Man City Pep Guardiola is one of the top teams currently that's been using the inverted fullbacks. And I find the opposition teams are struggling to deal with um, that pressure because you've got your inverted fullbacks also becoming becoming very offensive, Um, whereas you've got Sterling and you've got the Rosani going down the wing and you still have an inverted fullback um, in a triangle position where if they cannot cope on the 1v1 formation, you can you get them, the inverted fullbacks, to create a 2 versus 1 or 3 versus 1 on the left or the right, right-hand side of the pitch uh, in a numerical advantage. And, um, and you will always win. If there's a breakdown of offensive play, you would still have the defensive midfield you sit up still protecting your, your two centre-backs. So Man City has um, so far dominated uh, this formation, and I think it's an amazing how we've all seen this unfold in front of us. And it's, um, I think it's one of the formations and positions that a lot of clubs can use nowadays. 
Mm. And when you talk about Pep, I mean, I remember he was to be quite a big proponent of the usage of a false number nine, for example. And clearly that worked. It works for the kind of system that he uses. It worked quite clearly at Barcelona. Are those types of systems and utilization of players uh, akin to high-scoring teams? Because you see at the end of the season, any Pep-coached club will score crazy number of goals at the end of the season for sure uh, robert i think first i think it started i think um paper selected um the kind of players that you would need to play that uh, uh, that kind of formation and especially um inverted fullbacks if i think the, by now we all know that you know, the kind of players that you have will, will determine the kind of formation that you're going to play so mm. i think um pep starting at barcelona the fact that um, the game has evolved so much that in the olden days we had left backs and right backs sitting and, and we're just defending all the time. And then you'll have the attacking fullbacks. And but with with Pep, he's he's got such skillful, uh, intelligent players that can go forward and defensively that forces them or allows them to score so many goals. And I think it's a nightmare for any defending team. How do you deal with such an offensive attacking team? And I think Pep has shown all of us that this is possible, but mm-hmm. also bearing in mind that you've got the right, you need to, you need the right kind of players to, you know, to, to be able to, to play that kind of formation and attacking people. You know where this leads me to, Cheryl, though, because, sorry, I know I'm getting carried away with formations and tactics, but I, I love that aspect of the game, especially now that we're just on lockdown and we, we haven't really seen things for what they are and we're putting practical examples here. Would you say then a guy like him who comes in and the first thing he has a problem with is a goalkeeper who catches the ball, kicks the ball, and hopes the ball gets somewhere? Do you believe, though, that especially when he got to Manchester City, and that is why he had a problem with Joe Hart when he got there, and he didn't want Joe Hart. You know, whether we like it or not, that was the approach. He, he was not playing the kind of goalkeeping role that he wanted. He was not forming part of the attack that he wanted. And despite him being England's number one goalkeeper at the time, he, he pushed him aside, and he went for the goalkeeper that he wanted that forms a part of what he wants. Would you say, though, that in all of that that we have said, the build-up and everything starts there with the goalkeeper. Uh, for sure, Robert. I think nowadays, um, as soon as we start, um, goalkeepers start kicking possession away. That's something that you don't want to do anymore. Because the more you kick possession away, the more you've got to defend the game. So you find a situation now that I think um, Man City or Pep is really fortunate that he found himself a goalkeeper that um, can almost be like goalkeeper sweeper, sweeper goalkeeper. Yeah. Remember that if you, if you, and if you, if we um, look at the game now, the modern game, your opposition start pressing very high with these strikers. So how do we get out from the back? So he get himself very skillful, tactically organized, intelligent players that can build up the ball. So he'll have his two sitters, uh, sorry, his two centre backs pushing as wide as possible at the end of the box. And he will push his two full backs very, very high up the pitch. 
So when they do push two, three strikers, the opposition, he has a goalkeeper that's very skillful, technically sound, that be able to play both the ball, both up the ball with these two centre backs, creating then a three versus two or a three versus three scenario. You'll seldom see now that they'll be kicking the position away. So the goalkeeper will be releasing the ball either to the centre backs and they'll and once the goalkeeper start playing with the two centre backs, we're having three players on position. Which means the opposition push up the striker, three versus two. Then you'll have um, one of the center, uh, sorry, the defensive midfielders will be coming to support the players in position of the ball, creating then a four versus three scenario. So building up from the back requires to have technically good players, including the goalkeeper, at his feet. He must be able to keep position and be able to keep position in terms of have the ability to pass and not just kick the ball forward. So I think we all would like, I think any club would like to have goalkeepers that's very good at their feet mm-hmm. and not just kicking position away. The game has become so difficult that is, if you can keep position as long as you can, which means the opposition likes to chase the ball, chase the ball and defend the ball as long as they can, and which seriously have a uh, impact on the endurance, endurance capacity. And they, will have, and they will have less chance of creating and scoring goals. So which means if Man City has possession of the ball and they can involve the goalkeeper from the back, mm. they have a better opportunity of keeping the ball and running at the opposition and creating goal-scoring opportunities. Chatting to the newly appointed CAF Woman Instructor of Instructors, Cheryl Buertis, uh, joins me on the line. What an amazing conversation, really walking through uh, football, you know, encyclopedia-type vibe going on here. The one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I've had through so many years, Cheryl, uh, immense respect for a friend, Hilton Smith. And when you become only the second South African woman instructor of instructors after her, what does that mean to you? Well, I've worked with Fran. I worked with Fran for many years at Tafa. And I think Fran has done so much for women's football. And Fran is retired now. And we won't be able to reinvent the cycle with the work that she's done. I think we need to continue where she has left off, you know? Mm. And... Um, and I think it's, 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 I've learned so much from Fran all these years. And I think my position at the High Performance Center um, 2004 was purely through Fran's doing. I think she called me one day. I was the health inspector at the Oliver Tambo. I was based there. And Fran said to Michelle, there's an opportunity for head coach position. And I think you would be the right person for it. Um, please come for the interview. So my life started um, as the head coach at the High Performance Center, uh, Software Girls Academy. Um, it wasn't for Fran. I wouldn't have been in the position to be there. And with her knowledge and experience, I think uh, it's going to go a long, 
maar voor alle was, not just for me, but for a lot of um, female coaches and players out there. First project that you would have to deal with, what, what, what's in the short-term plan when you're ascending now into this very important position of football on the continent? Well, Robert, I, uh, when, the, when I got the confirmation from CAF in the, in the first week of February, I was really assigned and, and did my first uh, licensed instructor schools in, in Lesotho. Mm. And um, when I got to Lesotho, I felt like I was in another country and I was just five minutes away from the border. And I just, I couldn't believe it was my first time in Lesotho. And I had, I've met the most amazing people in Lesotho. I could not, I could not, I just couldn't understand I've never been to Lesotho. And that was my first, that was my first assignment. And first, I must admit, I was very nervous and I was worried, I, you know, that I, I need to be at my best. And, um, and I, I just wonder, I just got to do this. I've got to get it right, you know. And, and then I had my brother, Tabu Sunong. Mm. He came to fetch me at the airport and I just, you know, when I saw Tabu and I thought, you know, I'm not alone, you know. I, I, I felt I was still in South Africa. Yes. And it used to be Shil, you see this road, it's this long main road. You see, you're five minutes away from home. <laughs> and and it was such an amazing seven days in the city. I've met the most incredible people. I've never, I just can't describe the city. You know, it was, besides the work that I went to do and the, but the humility the humbleness, uh, it is so, so different. The people are just so, so different to the people in Johannesburg, well, that I could compare them with. And, but my first mandate, I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I couldn't stop sharing my knowledge. I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop talking football. You know, I couldn't, I wanted to give them so much more, but I felt the seven days wasn't enough. But I believe that this is it's destined for me to be um probably to be in this position and I thank God for this opportunity. Um just to talk about football the way I could even talk to you now about football. I read this morning about uh Marcelo Balson's tactical approach. I, I read up on uh Maurizio Sari when he was still the head coach of Napoli, his tactical approach and how he how he struggled at Chelsea and why the players, the defensive organization, they couldn't deal. They, um, he was playing with his tactical approach. And, and I'm, and I'm just in awe of football, you know, but I'm just so thankful that I could share my knowledge with the people of Lesotho. And I know for a fact that, um, CAF has a purpose. They would like to empower the African continent with the best knowledgeable instructors and empower these countries that they, for example, Lesotho, Eswatini, um, Comoros, Mauritius, all these countries have to come to the party. And I think CASA started with this initiative, let's empower 
these countries, southern countries, so that they can all start playing at the higher level. And if I've been put in this position to empower and share my knowledge with these countries, I'm just in awe. You know, I would like to give so much, and I want to see them grow. I want them to see, um, start competing with the likes of Banyana Banyana. We're so, so fortunate, Robert. We are such in a good position in Africa that we have so much more to give to our neighbors, Botswana and Sutu. And I'm just in a very fortunate position today that I can share that with our African brothers and sisters out there. Wow. I mean, that's an amazing appraisal of Lesotho. And I think everybody that's listening uh, across the border in Lesotho, you, you would have heard firsthand from Cheryl Burtis just how much um, of deep and affection that she has for the country, for the people, for the amazing souls that live out there that welcomed her in the way that she did. And I think uh, we, we, we salute you for, for doing that, Lesotho. You talk about Marcelo Bielsa. You're talking about somebody who... Uh, you know, a girl like Pep Guardiola looked up to for many, many years and who aligned his coaching to him. And you get a sense again that somehow this this football thing is not something that you just pick up by uh, by mistake. You know, you, you, you get to understand it and you get to feed off the knowledge, Cheryl, from people that have walked the walk. And, I mean, you just reminded me of a big name that we haven't spoken about in so many years and having to align the methodology with what you believe in. For me, that is the amazing thing. Well, Robert, I think, um, you know, we, we, it takes, it's almost like it takes years for all of us to, um, to mature, you know, like a good wine, you know. Um, it's taken years for you to be in the game. And once you're in the game, I mean, I, I fell in love with this game when I was 10 years old, when I was in Cape Town. I, and start playing with the boys, and and it just and it just hits you, you know. And there's no other game I would like to play. And and you just develop this love and this passion for the game. But sometimes it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find with 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 the women, if I speak purely about women, sometimes we we all alone, you know. You sit in your own silo. We not we not in positions like all the male coaches where we could constantly speak about the opposition that we're playing against Paris, Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday. Mm. There's no preparation for us at that level. So women, I find that we're all on our own and we need to do so much more for ourselves in order to stay in the game. If I, if I make an example now, we have such knowledgeable and talented male coaches in South Africa. I was fortunate enough to do my pro license with um, Pizzo, Farukan, Steve Compella, Molef Nseke, uh, Wendy Robertson, Zunaid Moon. There's so many of them, Sundra Governor, top quality coaches in this country. And they could talk about football tactics, Alan Fries, daily, weekly, because they've got to prepare for a match on Saturday. And that is the high level. That's why we could we could see week in and week out, we see high level quality football. But in terms of, on the other hand, with women, I don't find that often. I don't find that 
women who talk football enough to say, you know, um, we're playing Sundance on, set, on Saturday. They're sitting very deep, you know. They're playing with two defensive midfielders. The wingers are very, very deep, deep into the defensive third. How do I get behind the defense? How do I get my wingers to exploit the wings or create numerical advantage in the wing in order for us to get behind the defense? How do I get my my second striker or how do I get my second defensive midfielder to become offensive to create numerical advantage through the center? Mm. But we don't have that, Robert. We don't get to talk football on that level. I find, and I must be very honest with you today, I've always been comfortable having these conversations with male coaches because we understand. And I think I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by such good quality coaches. Steve, so it's, it's top-class coaches. But with women, I feel there's still so much that we need to do in order for us to have that kind of conversation. So we need to do more of it. You need to do, I mean, if I should, well, I obviously can't do that, but if I should show you my, what my story looks like, mm. it's just football. So as a female or as a, as a female coach, you have to do so much more for yourself in order for you to get to a certain level. I will you say know? to you, Cheryl, sorry to cut in, feel free to take a photo of that storeroom. I will proudly, I will proudly share it with the people that are listening because I'm looking at Twitter and people are just amazed at the level, the depth, the knowledge, everything that you have. Um, it is no surprise. And that is why in indulging this, they're reminding me in my ear here that I'm actually running out of time. I need to say goodbye to you. I need to go for a break. Another show. Just the topic about Kev, you're speaking to the lady from Kev. I think what soccer in Africa needs is media coverage for example in africa we don't know any other leagues happening the only league we know i know and i'm sure most people know is psl but in any time when the season is on you switch on the radio or the news you can hear any results of any league in europe but in africa we don't like we need to media coverage we need to start um being able to know what's happening in zambia what's happening in in nigeria like more for coverage and it's like also in the news bulletin hi this is given from cape town thank you Rob. Lovely. wow rob michelle is so good at this you know she's so good in football she's such an inspiration i hope women are listening man you know the fact that she knows the football so much you know uh, the tactics of the game and she she sounds so knowledgeable man pick up on her Uclean in Cape Town. Thank you, Rob. Good show, by the way. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. It's Persian Sons from Orange Farm. I would like to congratulate the coach in studio. All the best for her and uh, new endeavors. Yeah, what she's talking about is truth. Uh, let's say the kids, the first thing they must be t- taught about soccer. If in dwelling I was take a baller, first of all, first touch, those things, technically, yeah, all the best to your show, Mr. Marau. Bye.
Good evening, Mr. Wetmarawa. This one is Ephraim Petty from Mavubani. I'm very, very happy to hear my sister there. Congratulations to her. It's very good to see the woman taking the leadership, especially in sport. Thank you very much, Robert Marawa. Let's be safe, all of us. Thank you. Uh, Brarup, you're speaking to Sir JC Tebe here in Stankwater. Uh Radio is supposed to inform us, it's supposed to educate us, it's supposed to entertain us. I must say that today I'm doing the, uh, you're doing all that. I'm being educated, I'm being schooled on, 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 uh, on, on soccer. Um, Cheryl, the has so much knowledge, has so much depth in soccer. We need people like that. Uh, can you bring, uh, can you please ask her as to where where now is uh, Madame Anamuna? Because I heard she was uh, on the on the on this course with her. And yes, uh, you know, female female soccer. When it comes to ladies soccer, they have this thing in abundance. I mean, like uh, even Coach Simpiwe Simpiwe Lulu is one of the knowledgeable coaches that you can have. So listening to them you just have to love so more. Uh, thanks bro Rob uh, good evening Rob wow uh, I'm impressed by by Cheryl she she knows her story and I must say we are being led Rob uh, we need to see such people uh, being actively involved in our football if things were to go my way, I'd even wish uh, to see her as part of uh, Bafana Bafana or any other national team. Uh, given her knowledge, uh, one one would wish uh, that her, her knowledge and skills be utilized uh, uh, to the fullest. Uh, I wish I wish her all of the best uh, from Western Musime in Middlebeck, Mpumalanga. Thank you. A positive reaction that is coming through as far as uh, Cheryl Burtis is concerned, eh? Simon Amaluka says, I am so impressed with the coach that you're interviewing. Uh, she knows the game 100%, very tactical, very smart, and very knowledgeable. Uh, Tio says that what an enthralling conversation. Uh, the lady, Cheryl Burtis, is very tactically astute. So thank you very much for that. Um, and was Swong. Swong was saying that it was like I was listening to a female version of Rulani Mukwen. Lady talks football. Congratulations. Nogolok. All right, let's leave it there. But yeah, okay. Wandi Lebdada says great insight. All right, just. Cut the call, guys, please. Wandi Lemdana says, great insight there. Uh, crucially, Guardiola had achieved much dominance while retaining the key principles of his desired style of play. He wanted his team to essentially have an authority over possession while showcasing attacking elegant football. Indeed. I think that's what we all aspire towards uh, when we listen to such great, great conversations. And once again, Cheryl, thank you so much indeed um, for giving us... I mean, what do we really, really, really hope for um, overall? Oh, 605 double two five zero. That's the WhatsApp number to dial.